coming at you on a beautiful Wednesday, September 14th, episode 26 of the Teddy Roosevelt Show. Teddy's back, back again. Teddy's back. Tell your friends. Been a long time, been a long time, been a long, lonely, 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 lonely time, as Robert Plant would say. Hope everyone's doing fantastic this beautiful Wednesday. So many things going on in clown world since I've last been on the mic. Um... You know, I've been listening to a lot of sports talk with football. I said, hey, I'm not going to watch as much football. I haven't been watching as much, but I love the storylines of football. And there's a famous sports talk radio host, Colin Cowherd, and he's one of the few people in sports who actually goes back and reviews his predictions. They do a little thing when Colin was wrong and when Colin was right. And... Props to Colin Cowherd. When he's wrong, he admits it. When he's right, he asks for credit. If we did a when Teddy was wrong and when Teddy was right on the Teddy Roosevelt Show episode 26, folks, I don't mean to be arrogant, egotistical, or whatever, but Teddy is right 100% of the time about everything. Looking at a headline right now from the New York Times. Thomas Friedman. One of the most liberal dudes in the media. Quote, Putin will make people choose between heating or eating this winter. Gee, where did you hear that? On the Teddy Roosevelt show back in July? Putin will make people choose between heating or eating this winter. That's the exact headline. New York Times, September 13th. Today is the 14th, so it was yesterday. Here is the main pool sentence from that article. Not unless he, 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 he wishes that Putin would fail by cutting off the energy. And he says he, he wishes it could transform energy into the, you know, it, it, would, it, would, it would cause Putin to regret his tactics. I'll put it that way. But he says he can't write any of that. Why? Because the U.S. and its Western allies have to stop living in a green fantasy world that says we can go from dirty fossil fuels to clean renewable energy by just flipping a switch. Folks, that's what I've been saying for two months. I could take a break for two years. It's still going to be the same. No matter how much they want the Green New Deal to happen right now, the infrastructure simply isn't in place. And there's going to be a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, And I hate to say it, a lot of people are going to die if they have to choose between heating and eating in Europe. And guess what? Have you heard about this Amtrak rail strike that's supposed to happen in 48 hours on Friday? We here in America might get to choose between heating and eating. Oh, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Ren and Stimpy, shout out. Yeah, uh, the rail going down. I mean, read about that, folks. You're talking about everything from agricultural feed, feeding the chickens, feeding the cows, feeding the pigs, all the meat that you like to eat. That's not going to get there. Um, Gas. They can't have a bunch of hazardous chemicals on the train, so they just stopped shipping them on Monday. I think I read 300,000 barrels of oil a week are shipped through rail, 5 million gallons of propane a month. There's a lot of fuel, a lot of food, um, and a lot of passengers. A lot of people who don't live on the East Coast don't realize how many people get around Amtrak. Isn't stupid Joe? I mean, 
we, so much stuff has happened since Teddy's been on the mic. Joe Biden's speech in Philly with the red demonic background. I mean, he was already the most divisive, most incompetent president ever. But now I think it's clear this guy's just a straight up asshole. Joe Biden is a straight up asshole. Do you see my pillow guy? My pillow guy at a Hardee's drive through on his way to a hunting trip gets surrounded by FBI guys and they seize his phone. Are you kidding me? I mean, th- this is th- it's what I've been saying. They want not only Trump, Alex Jones, Steve Bannon, you name it, anyone in Trump's orbit either dead or in jail or bankrupt and so hamstrung financially they can't even do anything. But he wants everyone else in that next two or 3,000 person orbit, the Mike Lindells, the Dinesh D'Souza's, he wants every one of those. Remember Dinesh D'Souza went to jail. He wants everyone in the next ring who's trying to fight for truth, justice, and the American way. They want him scared shitless. They want them hovering in fear and afraid to send a tweet, a blog post, post a podcast, or anything because the FBI might come after you in a Hardee's drive-thru and seize your phone. I mean, and it goes back to the Biden speech in Philly. I mean, where are the Democrats? Where are the independents? Where are the common sense people saying, hey, Biden, that was just a little over the top to demonize these 78 million people. And uh, you know why he's doing it? Because they have nothing to run on. They have nothing at all to run on. Um, All of the facts are against them. I mean, what are the two main things everyone's talking about? Inflation and the cost of living. I mean, you can lump it in the same thing. Cost of living, inflation, everything. Shelter, food, gas. It's, it's, it's all getting to the point where people are cutting back. Um, I saw, here's a crazy stat. It, it, a firm, Klarna, you know those, those sites that allow you to break, uh, it's the buy now, pay later. 50 of the top 100 items bought on Klarna were food items. So people aren't buying shoes. They're not buying a computer. They're not buying tires. 50 of the 100 top things on Klarna were food purchases. So do you think people are in a little financial straits when they're dividing? Oh, I can only pay for 25% of the food now. I'll make the three monthly installments, or I think it's every two weeks, to pay for the food. So you're buying food on an installment plan. A lot of Americans are. I mean, that is a huge telling thing. 50 of the top 100 things on Klarna, buy now, pay later, are food. So people are struggling right now. Um, New York Times, though, this guy, Thomas Friedman, I used to be a Democrat. I've read a couple of his books. Um, What was it? The Long Flat World or something like that. The World is Flat. I think that's what it was. The world is flat. When I was a brainwashed sheep, when did it come out? Early 2000s, I think. I was living in California. (laughs) Oh, what a long time ago. So this guy, Thomas Friedman, lays it out. You know, despite all the wind and solar investments, 
Fossil fuels, oil, gas, and coal are 82% of the world's energy use. You know, in America alone, 61% is fossil fuels, 19% is nuclear energy, and 20% is from renewable. So we've gone into renewable energy a number of times. You know, they're going all in on these offshore wind farms, which I guarantee once you do the math and add up everything, surveying, scouting, pre-production, producing them, the oil in the turbines, and then, oh, their lifespan's only 20 or 30 years and it drops 5%. Those things aren't going to help us get where we need to go. Those things aren't going to help us reduce electricity. So we're just getting gaslight all over. I saw uh, the Associated Press had a, had a headline, Driven by consumers, U.S. inflation grows more persistent. Oh, it's driven by consumers now. Yep, because... You know, even though inflation's going up, consumers are still buying stuff. And now they're saying, well, the job market's exploding. Everyone's getting new jobs. And uh, they, they're, they have more money, so they just can't stop spending. I mean, if that's not the biggest gaslighting ever, you know what's causing inflation, folks? You buying stuff. If only you would stop buying stuff, the price of goods would go down. What a gaslight. So... Uh, what else is going on? The MyPillow thing, the Biden speech. I mean, I recorded a podcast right after that. It was about 45 minutes. I just didn't like it. And I've been on the phone for like two hours or two days in a row. My voice was a little scratchy. Didn't, didn't meet my uh, voice standards. But that was the most divisive speech in the history of Western civilization. I mean, has any, I think Macron, probably, he's up there with a least lovable globalists out there, but for Biden to call everybody out, like he is the defender of democracy and anyone who's not supporting Biden is some sort of fascist should really be the, the line in the sand for any Democrat who is still supporting Biden. And I'm just asking, where are they? Where are the bigger people who are denouncing this saying, Everything about it was wrong. And I know the media, some people are like, hey, that was a little over the top. But they just sort of quietly critiqued it and then went away. But the tens of millions of Democrats, registered Democrats, they were quiet about it. They were silent about it. Folks, there's no way America is going to get better demonizing the other side like this. And it's really... Um, you see how politics is like the secular religion now. Um, people aren't going to church as much. Um, you know, our, our Declaration of Independence and the Constitution were built on a, a Christian-based, you know, the ruler of the universe. Um, they mention uh, God and our creator several times. And I think people have really replaced religion with this with, with politics straight up. And it's, 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 it's just not healthy. Um, you might be asking, Teddy, where have you been? Teddy just needed a break. It's been two straight years of mainliming and doom scrolling the news. And you know, what's the number one thing, um, to get rid of, uh, uh, stress about the world, nature, Nature is the best. And I was in Austin all summer. Everything was brown, hot, dry. 
and I needed to go up to the mountains. Um, right now in Flagstaff, Arizona. Went to the Grand Canyon last week. Not even sure where I'm going to go next. Just needed to get up to the mountains. Um, I've been working here in Flagstaff a little bit. Got a mailbox here. And had to go to the Grand Canyon just to sort of clear my brain for a couple days. And it was the most magical experience of 2022. Folks, you haven't lived until you have seen the sunset at the Grand Canyon. Watch the sunset at the Grand Canyon. And the craziest thing when it happens, it's all silence. No one says anything. Maybe a couple whispers to each other before they give each other a kiss. But everyone is just in so much awe and reverence for the beauty of what they're seeing that no one really says anything. It's like this spiritual, religious experience. So the sun sets. Then magically 200 miles in the distance, these huge bolts of lightning start shooting down. Far enough away that we weren't in danger, but awe-inspiring enough that you were like, wow, this is serious. So found a little campsite right off the south rim. Got a nylon hammock, strung it between two trees, and I take a little nap. It's like 9 o'clock. Had been drinking a ton of water all day. Woke up at midnight. There's nine wild horses in a semicircle chewing some grass and surrounding me, and it's all lit up. I'm like, why is it all lit up? I look up in the sky as I'm taking a pee, and I just see the most magnificent view of the galaxy I've ever seen. And I've been to Crater Lake for the Pursed Meteor Shower, 10,000 feet above sea level. I've been in the Rocky Mountains camping, 12,000 feet above sea level. This is about 9,000 feet above sea level, but whatever it is, there's, there's no major cities around. There's no artificial lighting around. This was the most spectacular display of our galaxy um, that I've ever seen. And uh, you realize we have major light pollution. I mean, you look east of the Mississippi River because there's so many cities, so many factories, so many warehouses, so many street lights. No one sees the stars, hardly at all, east of the Mississippi River. People think they see the stars. You see, sometimes on a good night, 20 little pinpricks of, of white light in the, in the galaxy, maybe 30. Maybe you can pick out the little dipper, the big dipper. This is totally different. This, I saw fat stars. I saw skinny stars. I saw fat stars. Like I saw stars that were different sizes. I mean... When you're living in the city, even in Austin, I've been to people's houses. You can see a little, I'm like, wow, you can see the stars back here. You can see about 20 or 30. This, you're talking 30,000. So I've just been doing a lot of thinking, folks, just about since the dawn of civilization, almost every civilization has been connected to the stars because they saw it every night. Think about it. Electric lights have only been around for, what, 120 years? Electric lights have only been in the rural parts of America since the 1930s. So you got you to gotta just think. Um, people don't see Jupiter, Mars, Saturn, much less the stars. I mean, 
You want to talk about a humbling experience that brings you back to reality in clown world? It is the psychological beauty of recognizing this universe is immense. And the creator of the universe did an amazing, unbelievable, awe-inspiring job. And you realize 80% of Americans today, they can't see the Milky Way. I mean, four out of five kids born today don't see the stars. I mean, how many kids, if you took them to the inner, if we took like 100 kids from the inner city of Chicago, took them to the Grand Canyon, showed them the sunset, showed them the lightning bolts across the Grand Canyon, which is 10 miles across and one mile deep. To give you an idea, you're 8,000 feet above sea level. The Colorado River at the bottom of the canyon is 3,000 feet above sea level. So you're looking down at the Colorado, it's like a little sliver. It's like a little silver shining sliver. But meanwhile, it's this raging huge river that if you fall in, you can get hypothermia. You know, it's 90 degrees up at the Grand Canyon. And down in the canyon, it was 110. I mean, that's the thing. You drop 5,000 feet of elevation on that hike down to the bottom, nine miles. It's a nine-mile hike one way. The temperature increases by like 20 or 30 percent. Most people don't realize that, um, 20 or 30 degrees. So the whole point, if we took some inner-city kids, showed them the sunset at the Grand Canyon, showed them some lightning bolts, and then that's the crazy thing is the Grand Canyon is one of the seven wonders of the world. You look at the stars. I mean, the stars almost overshadowed the Grand Canyon. And then I woke up the next morning at sun, before sunrise, 5.30 in the morning, drove to uh, three or four points to watch the sunrise. I was the only one in the parking lot. In all three parking lots, there was one other dude at the fourth parking lot. Watching the sun rise at the Grand Canyon. So within 12 hours, I saw sunset, the lightning, nine wild horses, the Milky Way in the most spectacular uh, form you could ever imagine, and then the sunrise. And then I left and I was back in Flagstaff at 8.30 in the morning and I was just running errands and talking to human beings and I had a job interview and I was like, wow, this all seems really small and insignificant compared to the Grand Canyon, but it really is the best antidote for clown world. Um, the Grand Canyon, there's no glass lighting, gas lighting at the Grand Canyon. It is what it is. It's hundreds of millions of years of geology on display. Geology, time, wind. There's no laws or anything that we could pass that's going to change what the Grand Canyon does. Um, so what, what else? I, I just want to let you know. Um, if you're stressed about clown world, get out into nature, get out into nature, go into a forest for a couple days. That's what I did. I shut my phone off, chilled out in the forest, and I just felt a million gazillion times better. And then going to see the Grand Canyon, going to see something epic that's been here way before us and it will be here way after we're gone. It's sort of, sort of grounding, you know? And then you come back here and my pillow guy's getting 
surrounded at the Hardee's drive-thru? I mean, are you kidding me? For what? Having a little inquisitive nature about the election? I mean, isn't that the most important thing? And they keep saying there's no proof. There's no proof. There's been tons of proof. Just look at Harris County. Do a Google search. Harris County, Texas voter fraud. There's been a ton of proof. The Dominion voting machines? You're saying there's no questions about the validity of the domain voting machines? Are you kidding me? I mean, there's no way you can look at the facts and say, well, there's some sort of, you know, things that maybe we should look into. So COVID can't be a Teddy podcast unless I get a COVID-19 warning on here. I do feel vindicted. You know, it's coming out more and more. Ivermectin's great. It's coming out more and more. Paxlovid is, what did I saw see at Axios call it? An anomaly? No. The pariah? No, they're just saying Paxlovid was supposed to be this cure-all. And as I mentioned in the last podcast, that, that study in Israel, 100,000 people. I mean, if you were under 65, Paxlovid, you might as well have taken a sweet tart. It's the same exact thing. People over 65, both the Bidens, Fauci, they got it. So you just took an AIDS, HIV, protease inhibitor drug, half of it, to fight COVID? Are you kidding me? I mean, for all the hype of COVID, not a single healthy person died. No healthy elementary school student, no healthy middle school student, no healthy high school, college, no one who exercises, no one who's normal shape, no one who has no comorbidities. They shut down the whole economy and they, and they ruin people's businesses, you know, separated families from each other, ruin relationships. It was all a giant scam. The biggest health scandal in the history of humanity. And it seems like only Rand Paul's cares. I mean, Rand Paul was grilling Fauci today, grilling him. And Fauci admitted natural immunity is the best. I've been telling people that. Why would you get the vaccine if you already had COVID? You already have natural immunity. You don't know what that spike protein is going to do. So now they have these new vaccines, the bivalent vaccines. Again, the data used by the FDA and CDC is currently based on studies performed on mice. Guess what? The human studies are underway with preliminary data expected in October. So you, I've been saying this the whole time. That's the thing. If Teddy was wrong, if Teddy was right, it would just be if Teddy was right. I mean, the only thing I was wrong about was I was going to say I was going to do this podcast every single day and I needed a break. I needed a break. So that wasn't necessary. Teddy was right on that. I did need a break. I wasn't wrong. Um, so you are literally, if you're taking this new vaccine, no one's taking this for the first time. I mean, you've already, this is, you've already had three, four, five shots, whatever. You are the experiment. You are the experiment. The human studies haven't come out yet, but you're going to roll up your sleeve and take the vaccine. Trust the fucking science. I mean, are you kidding me? There is no scientific evidence on humans that shows that this vaccine works and they're saying, well, we think it does. We're very, very confident. So 
They're following the big pharma model. Give it away at a low cost in the beginning. Get people hooked on it or tell them they need to keep taking it in order for it to work. Then jack up the price. Double it, triple it, quadruple it. I mean, Biden ordered 170 million of these vaccines. 170 million just for the United States. How many people do you think are going to take this round? I mean, it's been dropping from one to two, then a huge drop off from two to the booster, and it keeps dropping off. Anyone, there's, there's no way 170 million people are taking it. I don't even know if 1.7 million people will take it. I mean, anyone who takes this, this is the furthest thing from science. You are just a sheep who cannot think for yourself if you are still lining up to roll up your sleeve to take this. I mean, don't take my word for it. Wait till the studies come out in October. I mean, they've had these studies come out after they told everyone to take it. Oh, well, it's only 9% effective for 5 to 11-year-olds. Oh, did you see 6-month to 5-year-olds? I think it was 50% of them had a systemic reaction. One out of two. And you look at the parents who gave their kid the first shot, huge drop-off from the second shot. So I think only 5% of parents of 6-month-old to 5-year-olds even gave them the shot. And then from that shot, or from the first shot, they all bailed. What happened? Did they all become anti-vaxxers from the first or second shot? Because you're not considered fully vaccinated unless you have two shots. So no one's talking about that. What else? Where Teddy was wrong, where Teddy was right. Teddy was right, again, about the oil. Like I kicked it off with Thomas Friedman. Europe's going to have to choose between heating or eating. Now they're like, oh, Putin um, uh, is weaponizing winter. He's weaponizing winter. No, man, we've been in a proxy war with Ukraine or with Russia through Ukraine. We've been um, in a financial war. We've been weaponizing the financial system. We've been sending actual weapons to Ukraine and we're sending them gobs of money. Hundreds of billions of dollars, tens of billions, hundreds of billions. Who can even keep track? So we've been in a proxy war. Now we're moving into a hybrid war. I mean, Russia's not playing around here. We look like a bunch of clowns. We look like a total bunch of clowns. We have the most incompetent, worst leaders in the history of Western civilization right now. I mean, Name, what, what would Sun Tzu or General Patton say about this strategy? Hey, we're going to, um, we depend on Russian oil to survive, Russian natural gas and oil for our factories to run, for um, people to heat their houses, uh, you name it, just for our society to run. We, it runs on Russian natural gas and oil. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to penalize Russia with financial sanctions. We're going to give their enemy all kinds of military aid. We're going to give them all kinds of free money. And then we're going to beg Putin, please don't turn on the turn off the gas. And now Europe's trying to say, hey, Putin, you can't raise your prices. We're going to put a cap on the oil or natural gas and you have to obey this cap. Putin's like, screw you. I'm going to trade it with Saudi Arabia And then they just did a deal with China. So they just did a deal with China. I think it was September 6th. 
to trade the oil in rubles and wands. However they're going to do it, rubles, wands, regardless, that could be that agreement right there, the beginning of the, of the end of the U.S. petrodollar. So you think the inflation's bad now, the cost of living's bad now, we've got the Amtrak strike coming up in 48 hours, and then Putin's going to shut off the gas, and, the, and, and, and he's not turning it back on. I called this back in July. I mean, this, the, these people are idiots. They're acting like it's not a war. Putin's saying it is a war. They're calling it the war in Ukraine. They're supporting one of the sides with financial and military aid. But they're like, hey, Putin, don't weaponize winter on us. What do you think is going on? It's turning from a hybrid war now to a proxy war. Now it's going to be just a straight-up war war. Um, the question is, what's going to happen first? Uh, are, are incompetent leaders going to shoot missiles and nukes at Russia to get revenge for Putin shutting off the natural gas? Or will the actual citizens of Europe, once it hits Christmas and there's no presents, there's no turkey, there's no fuel, or it's the middle of January and... Their job got shut down because the factory doesn't have any natural gas. I mean, it is absolutely ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. The idiocy of our leaders to put all these sanctions on Russia. They're totally relying on Russian natural gas. Trump called it. Say what you will about Trump, but he's called it straight up with Germany you guys are totally relying on Russian gas, and they were laughing at them. Now they had to turn on all their coal plants. They've had to keep the nuclear plants running. And it says a lot when you've got Thomas Friedman, who's written about um, climate change and how we have to embrace solar and wind and transition out of fossil fuels. He's like, I've been writing about this for 27 years, but there's no way... I can sit here and say, let's do it all right now. Let's end fossil fuels and transition to clean energy. We don't, it, this has to be a decades long plan. There is no plan. They just hate gas and hate oil. I mean, did you see Gavin Newsom told people, hey, try not to charge your car this weekend because we've had a, had a heat wave and the grid might, might not hold up. So they want to transition to all electric vehicles and the grid can't even hold up to deal with the electric vehicles right now on a 105 degree day. I mean, so imagine the grid goes down and you can't escape and it's 110 degrees and you can't get out of there. You don't have air conditioning. Your refrigerator doesn't work and you can't plug in your car to leave. And if you do, you can only go 300 miles. Well, if you're going east from LA or east from... San Francisco or east from San Diego or north, I mean, dude, you're going to get caught in the desert in the Central Valley. You're going to get caught in the Mojave Desert. I mean, you got to make sure that the grid somewhere there's going to be to charge your car. What a pain in the ass. What a pain in the ass. And I mean, I've went over the stats. I think they've had to, they'd have to, they'd have to build, I think it's 450 electric chargers a day across the United States from now until 2030 in order to have the infrastructure where you could just pull up and charge your car. 
Now it's just super rich, yuppie, white people get to go up and charge their car. There's no line. But when you start forcing people to buy these cars, oh, there's going to be lines. You're not going to just be able to pull into your hotel, pull into the Tesla charging thing. I'm the only one there. I get to charge my car all night. When I wake up, it'll be fully charged. No, you're going to have people who just, they need to charge it just to go. They're on their way to the Grand Canyon. They, they, they just have to charge it. Well, it's two hours. No, it's a half hour to charge from 20 to 80 on a superpowered charger. Forget about charging it from your, from your house. So the infrastructure is just not there. And now you have Thomas Friedman saying Putin's going to force Europeans to choose between heating and eating. No, the European leaders are, gonna, are, 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 are forcing their citizens because they didn't plan it out enough. And they're trying to transition to this green new nightmare way too soon. Everyone is. The green, green new nightmare way too soon without thinking about the timeline involved the cost involved, and how our current society is based on the things that we've had for decades. And it's just going to cause a lot of pain and suffering. You have to ask, we just went through two and a half years of COVID. How much more do we need to take the people here on earth now? How much more do we have to sacrifice for the future generations? I mean, come on, with Austin, Everyone's sacrificed, hey, let's jack up our property taxes 25% to pay for a train for people who aren't even born yet so they can jump on a train for work. I mean, really? You want to you wanna self-flagellate yourself with that, with that punishment? I mean, speaking of Austin, since I left, I think five people have been shot, stabbed, murdered on 6th Street. I saw somebody got murdered right where I used to work, 6th Street in Brazos. I've only been gone from Austin since October or August 2nd or 3rd. I mean, five dead bodies on 6th Street. Dead body after a homeless murder rage uh, by the Stevie Ray Vaughan statue by the hike bike trail. Murder at Barton Springs. I mean, come on, folks. If you would have told me this in 2008, took me to a time machine, we're only talking about 14 years. Five people dead on 6th Street. Uh dead body by the Stevie Ray Vaughan statue, a murder by Barton Springs. And that's why Biden's doing this. Ah, democracy's at stake. If you don't vote for the Democrats uh, in the midterms, uh, they're probably going to make you pay double your student loans. I mean, I called it the two main things where Teddy was wrong, where Teddy was right. I said, Biden was going to do the student loan forgiveness. If, if he needed a Hail Mary, his two Trump cards, if you will, his two Trump cards at the end were going to be exactly this, $10,000 student loan forgiveness. I thought it might have been more, but they probably focus grouped and figured out that was the least most that they could get passed. And then, and the second thing was federal legalization of marijuana. You saw John Fetterman, the creepy PA Democrat candidate for Senate against Dr. Oz. He brought it up when Biden was there. Um, so yeah, I, I still think he might throw out that one as well. And I'd be, I'd be in favor of that, but it's, it, it's a political tool. He's, 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 he's trying to pull out all the stops because they're desperate to retain power. They really are. And if you just look, 
I mean, is America better or worse than since Biden took over? Worse. The cost of living is worse. Inflation's worse. I mean, it, 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 it's impacting every single thing that we do every day. Driving to work, paying your bills, shelter, roof over your head, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I mean, everything is higher. Um, here in Flagstaff, you know how much an Egg McMuffin is? $6.29. Why is it $6.29? Um, because of the gas, Flagstaff's sort of isolated, and you got to drive here from either Albuquerque or California. Even worse, they the cost of living. So the city council here has just voted to raise the minimum wage to from $15 to $16.50 starting January 1st. It already was... Uh, $3 higher than the rest of Arizona. I think the minimum wage is 12 So they're raising the minimum wage. Well, guess what? That is reflected in the cost of your Egg McMuffin. So all these decisions that Democrats are making are going to make your life more difficult as far as paying for stuff to survive. The $10,000 student loan forgiveness. People are saying, oh, well, now people don't have to pay that $10,000. So they're going to take that money and, and they'll pay for the economy. No, most people have 20, 30, 40, $50,000 loans. That just moved their payoff date up early. It's not like they just, oh, I just got $10,000 richer. No, you know, the day you finally get to pay that loan off maybe got moved from 2031 to 2029, you know, or, or, 2035 to 2033. So maybe in five or six years, when that when the loans finally paid off, they'll be able to see that. But unless your bill was under 10,000 bucks and you're like, hey, it's finally paid off. And you haven't paid it in two years anyways, uh, since COVID. So that's just so unfair for everyone who saved and paid. So unfair for everyone who went to a trade school. So unfair to everyone who just didn't go to college. And, uh, it's just creating money out of thin air. Again, they're printing money. The federal government owns those loans. They're just forgiving it. It's not going to add anything into the economy. It's just more funny money being injected. So you see the Dow drop 1,200 points yesterday on the inflation news. Um, I'm hearing drastic action by the Fed. They're going to raise it by, I think, a, a, a full basis point. I mean, if you think the housing market's slowing down now, wait till you see what happens when the mortgage rate goes up by another full point. So they're saying the only way we can slow down inflation is to jack up the, have the Fed jack up the, uh, you know, the, 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 the interest rates. And then that way it'll slow down hiring and then maybe people will get laid off and dude, that's the thing. Once inflation starts going out of control, it is a tough beast to tame. It's a tough beast to put back in the in the cage for damn sure. And look at who I have in charge. Does anyone trust anyone making decisions as far as getting? And they're, they're going to be fine anyways. Greenspan, Yellen, I don't even who is Greenspan's not there anymore. Janet Yellen, whoever's making decisions. They're millionaires. They're going to be fine either way. I mean, it it is it is getting to the point where you have to ask, like, what is people's breaking point? 
because it seems like the cost of living is rising higher than wages. I mean, any wage gains that have happened, I feel like they're negated. I feel like you've lost money um, from the from the inflation. So what else do we want to go over? Um, a quick note on the electric vehicles. I saw two things. Well, uh, electric car battery weighs a thousand pounds. Okay. The battery in your trunk of your gas powered car weighs about 80 pounds. An electric car battery weighs a thousand pounds. Do you know what toxic car batteries are? I mean, there's signs all over. Don't deposit batteries. You know, don't dispose of batteries in a in the normal trash. Don't throw your car battery in the dumpster. You know, it's going to leak all this stuff. So imagine all the toxic stuff in an electric vehicle battery that weighs a thousand pounds. Here's the deal: you have to dig up five hundred thousand pounds of rock to process and refine the materials to get the key components of a of a battery: nickel, copper, aluminum, cobalt, manganese. Lithium's up 700% in the last five or six years. So what is the amount? Do you think the, uh, the, the bulldozers and the steam shovels and everything that's used to the, the cranes to get, to get at the uh, nickel, copper, aluminum, cobalt, manganese, do you think they're all run on electricity? Or do you think they're run on diesel? That's these idiots don't understand or they refuse to acknowledge. I, 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 I mean, do they understand? I think they just refuse to acknowledge. Hey, look, I mean, look at all this dirty, it's just this dirty process, fossil fuels, everything to dig up all this stuff. Forget about, I mean, we could talk about the labor, you know, that, that's used in, in Africa and these countries to get to get that. That's a whole other topic, but that's the whole thing is, is by the time this battery is even mined and made, you're, you're so in the hole from, you know, your carbon footprint that you're going to have to drive that thing for a long ass time before you see your return on investment as far as like the green energy thing. And that goes across the board. And the thing these idiots don't want to talk about is the recycling part. You're about to have a huge wave of solar panels you're about to have a huge wave of these electric vehicle car batteries. I mean, what are you going to do with a million dead car batteries that are a thousand pounds each that are toxic and no one knows how to recycle them? I mean, it is a landfill, an environment nightmare. That's all they, they, we, we made huge deals about the Superfund sites. We made a huge deals about landfills. Huge deal about the garbage patch in the middle of the ocean. What about the solar panel killing fields? What about the electric battery? I mean, a thousand pounds of battery times millions of... And think about this as we move towards, oh, by 2030, everyone has to get an electric vehicle. So what's the lifetime of a battery? Six years or 60,000 miles, 70,000 miles. I mean, dude... It is an environmental nightmare to have this many batteries, and no one, no one's talking about that. No one's. What are we going to do with them? Ah, we'll just bury them in the ground. Ah, that'll be great for the birds and the wildlife and the trees and everything else. So, again, nature 
is healing for real. And seeing the stars, and you just realize this, you know, no matter what happens in clown world, the stun, sun still sets every night and it does get dark and it's darkest before the dawn. And then the sun also rises as Ernest Hemingway would like to say. So if you were the creator of the universe, God, how much perfect is that? I mean, the sun rises in the morning and the sun comes up and there's another brand new day and the birds start chirping. And those are the magical parts of the day, the magic hour, the hour as the sun's rising, the hours the sun's setting. And then you have this beautiful tapestry of stars, which every single person would be able to see on a clear night when the moon's not full if we didn't have all this light pollution. So I really think that has a lot to do with our, our current state, I mean, there is a lot of depressed people. Look at look at all the drug overdoses, folks. I mean, people are choosing a life of meth and fentanyl over a life of being a productive person in society. Look at all these kids. I saw Hayes County. I think they had four overdoses, student overdoses already in the first 30 days. Kids think they're getting a Xanax or, you know, a Percocet. And these drug dealers are lining it with, with fentanyl. I mean, it's happening all over. It's happening all over as students are dying. 15, 16, 17. Why? They want to take the edge off. I mean, there's no need for a 16-year-old, 17-year-old to take a Percocet. We need to be, uh, you know, it, 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 but, but we've created a society where kids probably want to break from clown world. They don't know any of their peers who died from COVID but they all to double mask, wear a mask, get these vaccines. They probably know pe- people who maybe had complications with the vaccine. I mean, yeah, if you're a 17-year-old, you might want to take a little Percocet to take the edge off. I don't know. But that it says more about our society and the adults than it does about the kids. That they're like, I just need a break from reality. And I'm going to take this pill. And I think everyone knows, hey, there might be fentanyl in these pills. And they're just like, I'll take my chances. So, um, folks, we just need to control, alt, delete on everything. And I'm just going to try and bring a more positive spin to the Teddy Roosevelt show. I have actually met several homeless people, talked to them, who are living in the forest around the Grand, in between the Grand Canyon and Flagstaff. And these are homeless people by choice. These are people who have a car or they have a RV or they have a truck with a camper. They don't have a house. They don't have a shower. They have a mailbox. But due to medical circumstances, due to COVID, I met a couple of people who lost their job from COVID went in a depression, lost their apartment, um, got cut off from their family because they didn't get vaccinated. And next thing you know, they're living in a truck in the forest. And some of them, they're almost like, they feel like they got drove out of society. And it's, it's interesting. It's different from the Austin homeless is because a lot of them have vehicles and a lot of them have jobs. And a lot of them are just in a situation where they'd rather save their money 
and not throw it toward, because they can't get ahead. If they have medical bills or if they have to pay off a car or their mom has medical bills and they have to help them out, um, and it's 1500 bucks for a studio in Flagstaff and you're only making 3000 bucks a month and you got to pay for gas and a car and food. I mean, you might only have 20 or 30 bucks at the end of the, at the end of the month. That's not going to get you anywhere. You're going to save 250 bucks a year. So there's a lot of people and they're very self-sufficient. I met families out there. They're homeschooling their kids in the forest. I mean, People don't realize in Texas on the East Coast, there is a ton of public land. Right now, I'm in a county, Coconino County. It's bigger than the size of Switzerland, this county. It's the second biggest county by area next to San Bernardino, which is LA. Huge, huge county. This by area is the, I think it's the, it's the second biggest, but it's bigger than Switzerland. It's bigger than nine U.S. states. It's bigger than Delaware. So you've got three national forests and free dispersed camping for 14 days. And then you've got to move. So I was shocked. I literally drove by and saw hundreds of people, hundreds of people living in the forest. And I think it's a common thing here because Flagstaff, you've got Interstate 40, Interstate 17 coming from Phoenix. You've got you're right on Route 66. And if you're living in the desert, Palm Springs, Phoenix, Tucson, it's hot to live in your car. So if you can go up and live in the forest and be in the forest uh, and it's 75 degrees during the day and it's 53 at night, I mean, and you're on a fixed income, you know, you're getting social security, you're getting disability, you're getting pension from the government. I mean, it's not a bad, not, not a bad plan. And I talked to the one guy, he's like, yeah, I used to work in the city and save my money for the two weeks. I'd look forward all year to the two weeks I got to spend out in the country by the lake up in the mountains. And now I just reversed it. I live in the mountains and in the woods. And then he goes into Planet Fitness to take a shower, goes to the grocery store to get propane. Um, but I was amazed how many people are making it happen um, by choice. They got generators out there. They got campfires. They have jobs. They're not living out in the field, in the forest cooking meth. Um, they've got Starlink internet. They've got flat screen TVs. They just can't get ahead, especially if you're on a fixed income. I mean, and you don't know how long you're going to live. I mean, if someone's like, Hey, I'll give you $7,500 from May to September, but you have to live in the woods in your truck instead of living in an apartment, there's a lot of people who would take that trade. So this is, it, it, it is crazy. It is, I don't know what it is about Flagstaff. It is certainly poster child city for the haves and the have-nots, the income disparity, the median price of a house is 600000 and you can't build out you can't build around because there's Indian Reservation, National Forest, Sedona. It's all public protected land. So the number of houses and apartments that have been built here are final. And so if you work here and you can't find a place to live that you can afford, your choice is to move 
to another place or to make it happen somehow um, so you can save money and hopefully get ahead and, you know, everyone's main deal is, hey, if you're going to stay in flag, you need to have a place to live before the snow comes here. We're 7,000 feet above sea level. The snow's going to be here in about six or eight weeks. So unless you plan on going down to the desert for the winter, which I think a lot of people are planning on doing, you got to make it happen here. Uh, you got to save up money for the winter. So it is maybe God, I was praying to God, what should I do? You know, it's not acceptable for a man in the middle of his life to say, I'm not sure what I'm going to do next. My whole industry has changed. I majored in advertising uh, before the internet came out or right when the internet came out. So my my field is just, I could light both my degrees on fire. Nothing that I learned in college, communications, advertising, communications, journalism, hardly anything. Maybe the strunk and white elements of style, you know, like how to write an article. But as far as editing video, photos, it's a total, it might as well have been 300 years ago. It was only two decades ago. So I am just begging to the universe and begging God, asking them, I want to help people and uh, I want to help other people um, who are frustrated and scared about the future and sad and give them some hope. I've been watching a lot of Russell Brandt and the way he approaches the whole clown world, globalist thing, I think is just total genius. I always feel better, even though he's talking about pretty stressful topics. I always feel better after I listen to Russell Brandt. And I never would have imagined an English comedian who I didn't think was that funny. Um, eh, it's sort of funny. Good looking dude. I never imagined that I would uh, be listening to Russell Brand pontificate on Klaus Schwab and Joe Biden and be like, I think this is my favorite guy talking about stuff now over Rogan and Seems like Rogan got his fastball back a little bit. Had Alex Berenson on. Had Zuckerberg on. I mean, folks, it's all coming out. It's all like we said. The FBI, the deep state, however you want to call it, the CDC, they colluded with big tech to kick people like me, Teddy Roosevelt, off the platform. And they were, you know, again, dailyclout.io, they keep getting these. Pfizer docs. They keep doing FOIA requests. And they were saying literally, Alex Berenson, he's one of the super spreaders of disinformation. You go after him. Dr. Naomi Wolf, you got to get her off. I guarantee there was back and forth about Teddy Roosevelt or somebody had their eye on me because I got five strikes from COVID, three for ivermectin and two for Paxlovid. And I was right 100%. I was right 100%. I'm right about these vaccines. I'm right about COVID, right about vitamin D, right about exercise and nutrition being way more important. I mean, we should, I guarantee if Theodore Roosevelt was president right now, we would be embarking on a national boot camp. Teddy Roosevelt would say, all right, everybody, starting September 1st, we're all going to make a concerted effort to eat, you know, you know, this many vegetables or fruits at each meal. We're going to walk 
um, 3.5 miles, you're going to do a 5K five times a week. If you can't do a 5K, you know, do a mile. But he would have something, you know, like a Chautauqua. Do a Google for a Chautauqua. That was a great idea where everyone got together. Chautauqua, I think the first one was in New York. There's another one in, in Boulder, Colorado. But it used to be like an adult camp. Remember how much fun it was, summer camp? Did you ever go to summer camp for a week or two? I used to go to soccer camp, basketball camp, Camp Shant. It was awesome. Hanging out with people your own age, playing sports all day. You're just playing. And Chautauqua was the adult version of that where we're all going to get together. We're going to listen to, uh, we're going to get culturally enriched. And we're going to hike up in the mountains. And we're all going to exercise. And we're going to have speakers. And you know what? The Salman Rushdie thing when he got stabbed, that was, a, I'm pretty sure that was a Chautauqua. That was a Chautauqua because it was started in upstate New York and they'd bring people in like uh, authors to talk and then they'd go on a hike and then they'd all cook a pig. So we, we need to do better for our kids. We need to do better for our kids uh, because it's all doom and gloom right now. And um, again, taking a break, I, I got to give props to my brother. He was the biggest political junkie I ever met, even when he was 15, 16, reading books. And he just said after the 2020 election and then January 6th, he felt like it was impacting his physical, his his appetite, his everything. And so he started doing the Peloton, started watching more sports and less, you know, do you think I love Tucker, but I was watching Tucker hour a night. Then sometimes it would go in. I hate Hannity. But sometimes it would go in. I mean, I can watch the monologue still. I'm still paying attention to the news. But I don't think it's healthy for anyone to digest two or three hours of bad negative news. I mean, it, it, it is not good for your blood pressure. It's not good for your um, mental well-being. And I mean, we all have 24 hours and we all have a set amount of energy. And whatever you're feeding into your brain... It's having a difference. It's having an impact on your overall outlook. So I feel like for my own personal health, I needed to take a break from the every single day, following it every single day. And um, I'm still going to do the podcast, folks. I'm going to start getting back into a normal routine. I just haven't even been in a normal routine myself. So give me another couple days here to get situated and get on a regular routine. And I'll be back to a daily publication of the Teddy Roosevelt Show. This is episode 26. You can find this podcast at teddyroosevelt.substack.com, streaming on Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and Apple Podcasts. Send me an email anytime, teddyroosevelt.usa at gmail.com. And I'll get back to you. I know we said we're going to have Clinton Rary, Austin City Council District 1 candidate on the show. I just did not plan on taking this long of a hiatus, folks. And I didn't realize how burnt out I was until I took a couple days off. So Clinton's been becoming a a national celebrity. Um, Going back to these homeless camps in Austin... I think he was on Fox Nation. I know there's another guy going out there. 
and filming them. And God bless you guys for showing people what was going on because it's exactly what it is. It's whack-a-mole and they've established, the, they're, they're not putting that cat in the bag. Austin is established as a homeless mecca. People have heard this word permanent supportive housing. And it's interesting. I've read some of the interviews. They all want their name on the list. I just want my name on the list for a free place. You know, that's why I came here six months ago. I want my name on the list for a free place. So these people aren't humble. These people are aggressive. They're surly. They want a free place and they want it now. And there's no path. I mean, couldn't we do something, not just in Austin, but in every Democrat city that says, hey, here's a, uh, a work program. Anyone who signs up for this work thing and we'll provide you with showers or whatever, um, by showing initiative that you want to get back in society or whatever, you get first on the list for a free supportive house since you're showing the most initiative. You could do it the other way. Anyone who is so medically injured, you're in a wheelchair, you're um, mentally ill, you know, you could do it one of two ways. People who are never going to get off the streets because of their current medical, physical, mental condition, put them in there so you at least know you're stopping the cycle for them. But the bigger thing would be here, we have two hotels. We have a path for you guys to get off the streets and back into society. And it's a 90-day plan or a 180-day plan here. There's so many people that are looking for job for 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 workers. I mean, couldn't you do a deal with with a, a number of these companies where maybe the city covers half the wages in the beginning or offers them some sort of um, incentives? Hey, if you hire people who are in this homeless to work program um, and we're giving them a place to live and a, and a shower, um, you know, if you keep, you know, for everyone that you keep for 90 days or that, that goes into permanent employment, you get blank. Maybe you get a break on your taxes rather than give away more free money. There's no plan for that. You, they never talk. Here's a plan to get people off fentanyl and meth. No, instead it's, here's free needles, here's free Narcan. So if you overdose on fentanyl, we can revive you. What does that say? It's almost like a get out of the crypt free card. Get out of death free card. So people are like, oh man, if you're a junkie, you want the most powerful drug that you can get. So you might want to go for a harder thing of fentanyl knowing that somebody could shoot the Narcan up and you, and you get revived automatically. So now there's a free vending machine for Narcan. Um, they're handing out needles. They're handing out meth pipes. The drugs are flowing over the border. I just read it's $5 for three days worth of meth. So for $10, you can be tweaking on meth for six days and you're not going to sleep that whole time. So what happens when you're tweaking on this drug that makes you psychotic and you haven't slept for five or six days? You might go nuts and hit somebody over the head with a rock like 80 times if they look at you weird and kill them next to the Stevie Ray Vaughan statue. So it, this is not a compassionate um, American society right now. We don't have any compassion or plan 
for people who are on drugs. We don't have any compassion for people who are a paycheck away from being homeless. Once they get there, we're not asking how they got there and how we can get them back quicker. We're throwing billions of dollars at the problem and it only gets worse. We locked our kids out of school for two years, made them wear masks, and we're still telling college kids, hey, you have to get get vaccinated in order to go to this school. I mean, how silly is that? Again, not a single healthy college student died from COVID. If they did, we'd know their, their name. It would be the Ryan White of COVID. We, everyone would know their name. And for all the hype about monkeypox, one person died. One person died total in the United States, from what I understand. One, I think there was only 30,000 cases in a country with 340 million. And they're like, oh, what happened different this time? Oh, well, the public health agencies were much better at informing everybody and getting the word out. No, it wasn't. It was 95% of the cases were spread by single gay men having one night stands. And when they found out they might be covered with, if if you haven't heard, gay men are sort of concerned about their appearance. And (laughs) don't take my word for it. Watch Queer for the Straight Guy or Will and Grace. That's my frame of reference. But uh, they stopped stopped doing that. You know, hey, should I wear a condom or should I hook up with this guy that I don't know anonymously? Um, And the risk reward would be, the risk would be I'm covered with boils, like scratchy boils. And I'm going to have to get a monkeypox vaccine and just it's, 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 it's clown world. So they want to pat themselves on the back. Hey, great job, guys. Only one person died from monkeypox. No one was going to die from it anyways, who was just living a non-degenerate lifestyle, if you will. And um, they could have got the word out earlier and said who was spreading it and why. And they probably could have saved that one death and cut the cases down. But they hey, don't want to be politically incorrect about why it's spreading. So... When Teddy was wrong, when Teddy was right. Again, I think we've gone over all the things why Teddy was right. Even Thomas Friedman saying, Europe's going to have to choose between heating or eating. He's saying Putin's going to force them. It's not Putin forcing them. This is the government. This is Angela Merkel is going to make Germans choose between heating or eating because they had plenty of gas and coal and they have plenty of, of, of fracking. That's the whole thing is France. Oh, your people have to choose between heating and eating? No, they don't. You have enough fracking. If France started fracking, I think to provide energy for the next 100 years. For the next 100 years. Same with Germany. So what would you rather do? Have a warm bed and a hot cup of soup and have a job to go to with your factory? Or not frack, but you're freezing underneath a million blankets. You're eating a cold hot dog for dinner. And you're just trying to make it to spring before you starve or freeze to death. I mean, that is the choice. But, the, you know, the media and the government, they don't want you to blame them. Blame Putin. Remember, it's Putin's price hike, Putin's inflation. Now it's, you know, the AP actually said it's our fault. It's U.S. consumers. You know, as expensive as things are, U.S. consumers just can't stop spending And the AP actually said, oh, yeah, with all the money we have saved up from COVID still and not taking vacations and going to ballgames, and then with all our wage increases, well, we just can't stop spending. No. I mean, the reason why the price of gas went down in July is because people just stopped cutting out 
random trips. If you go fishing after work and the lake's 20 miles away and you have a truck and it used to cost you five bucks round trip and now it costs you 15, I don't know how many fish you're gonna have to catch to make that worth the trip, but it's probably not as many as when it was five. You could probably pay for the gas and fish. Now the pressure's on. You get off work, the sun's gonna set, you gotta catch $15 worth of fish to pay for that gas. So it's, it's, that's, that's the whole thing. People, the reason why the price of gas went down is demand went down because people had to choose between gas, food, rent, everything else. It wasn't anything that Biden did. You know, when they, they tapped the Strategic uh, Petroleum Reserve and they sent all that to China. So, again, where are the Democrats calling out Biden for this speech at Independence Hall with the two Marines in the red background? I mean, dude, imagine the reaction if Trump, just the imagery, even if it was to give the Phillies a World Series championship, just even if the imagery, and if he had the double fist, like, and then you beat Tampa Bay in the sixth game after the rain delay. You guys showed all kinds of heart. Oh, Trump looks like Hitler. Well, Biden was actually saying stuff that was Hitler-esque, calling us fascists, calling us the biggest threat to democracy. It's our democracy too, asshole. You don't own the word democracy. And for these assholes to act like January 6th was a bigger deal than the year and a half of rioting, mayhem, attacking cops, killing cops, defunding the police, demoralizing the police, tearing down statues, Teddy Roosevelt, George Washington, you name it. And Nancy, people like Nancy Pelosi saying, oh, well, we might need a little bit more of this going, more, more action in the streets. So their foot soldiers were going out for a year and a half causing mayhem. And Wait a second. Republicans are a threat to democracy? What the hell was that? What the hell was Chaz in Seattle? What the hell happened to Minneapolis? What the hell happened to Portland? Portland defunded the police, had a summer of riots or a year of riots, George Floyd, and the whole city has turned to shit. I used to live in Eugene, so with a morbid fascination, I look at what's going on in Oregon. Three main hotels are under foreclosure now. Why? They lost all their corporate contracts. One of the big ones was with an airline, Delta, United, I don't know, where they put the pilots and the stewardesses up in the hotel when they had a, a flyover. They had, a, they had, a, they had a, uh, to wait over there. They canceled the contract because the pilots and the stewardesses were afraid uh, for their lives and their safety. That used to be 300 rooms a night or a week or something, so... You're talking like the Hilton, the Radisson, um, they're all done. All these super far left people, they're getting their policies shoved in their face. And it's total whack-a-mole. And guess what? They clean out these homeless camps in a park. They clean out a mile-long thing of RVs. They offer them here. We have plenty of room in the shelter at this homeless thing. No one takes it. No one, no one, no one, no one takes them up on their offer. So, and they've thrown a lot more money at it for a lot longer time. So no one has a solution. None of these Democrats have a solution. There's no compassionate love 
as far as getting these people off drugs. Listen, if it was your brother, sister, mom, dad, cousin, how would you feel if people were giving them free needles, overdose medication, and clean pipes? Or would you want them to be like, give them, give them a helping hand. Be like, this isn't you. You've got a bigger life to live. Here, let me show you a path out. Let me give you a hand. Instead, we're just enabling it. We're enabling it. Where everyone whose family has a family member who's out on the streets right now addicted to drugs, our government, if you're voting for Democrat, you're voting for the government to provide them with everything that they need to continue their lifestyle. And it ends in death. It either ends in jail, death, or... (laughs) 